week it was Alona versus Tainomi and Tainomi she went home this week we've got Snatch Game we've also got an amazing lip sync oh we're good to go oh, let's yeah. do it it's Drag Race Recap Show for Canada's Drag Race yes that's right welcome to the Drag Race Recap Show for Canada's Drag Race Season 1 Episode 5 titled The Snatch Game oh lord oh god Snatch Game we're doing it <laughs> we're doing it yes. uh, so I'm Fraser Fraser Light Razor and I am Ben. You might know us from a podcast called You're Welcome America, where every episode we translate British pop culture for America and American pop culture for Britain. You're welcome. You're welcome. But we're here to talk about Canada's drag race. Fraser, I've got a surprise for you. What's that? Oh, actually, should we recap? I'm going to just really tee this up. I'm going to recap the episode, then I'm going to do the, the surprise. Okay, oh, first of all, everyone, in the mini challenge, the library is open and the queens must read each other to filth, exclamation mark. For the maxi challenge, the queens must compete in the snatch game by impersonating a celebrity. We all know that. I'm making the judges laugh. Some do, some don't. <laughs> yes, and on the main stage, the category is Night of a Thousand Celines. Oh, oh my God, what a category. Uh, Jimbo's named the winner of the challenge and the judges placed Kiara and Priyanka in the bottom two and after the most amazing lip sync battle for their lives Priyanka's told Shantae you stay and Kiara is told to sashay away oh, oh my god, god. whoa <laughs> what is this surprise you've got for me okay this morning I saw a cast member of Canada's Drag Race in the flesh what yep do you want a quick guess who that that cast member was well I'm just trying to think where you where you've already been this morning in your neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So it needs to be a an edgy queen. Um, oh, uh, oh, as in like an actual queen from the from the season, or just someone? One of the judges is a queen, a ca- right? A cast member, a cast member of Canada's Drag Race. Okay, um, I am going to say that you saw Boa. Incorrect. I'm going to send you a picture. And you tell the group which cast member of Canada's Drag Race I saw this morning. Oh my god, I'm so excited. I'm just waiting for the text. Technology. Oh, you fucking idiot. Ben, <laughs> share with the group, share with the group who ben, I saw. The cast member that Ben sent me a picture of is one of the swivel <laughs> office chairs from Drag Race Canada. Just abandoned in a parking lot somewhere in uh, Ben's part of LA. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And of course, I just I, I took a picture from afar. Um, I, I want to be respectful. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, she's actually yeah. turned away from you because she's like don't give me don't look at me like that oh my god we should put this on instagram it's very funny yeah that will that will go on to the um discord as well you are welcome (laughs) oh Oh my god let's talk about this episode jesus christ what an episode so we start after tainomi's elimination and we're back with uh Ilona Kelly Osborne Verley still in full Kelly Osborne mode, crying as she wipes off uh, Tainomi's mirror message. Yeah. She, she is. Uh, she was on rare form. I guess it's still the same episode as before. So you know that's why she's still in Kelly Osborne mode. But she just—it was just making me laugh the way she was crying still, and she was like, oh, "I just like Tainomi was so great." It's, it's like it's like when someone has like had a big argument or a big fight and they're at the end of the night and they're just like they don't really know why they're crying anymore they're yeah. just saying words and like so, you're so yeah. right it's like the emotions you're just like petering out a little bit where you're like 
<laughs> it, remi- it reminds me of like being on a work night out in like my early 20s where someone's got too drunk and they don't know why they're upset and you have to take them home. <laughs> Are you, was that a subtle dig at me at one of the work parties that we had in our 20s? No, it wasn't. But boy, are you ref- are you referring to the one that you got really, really wasted at, and there are pictures from it? <laughs> yes. Wait, wasn't it a launch party for a TV show? Oh my god, no! You're talking no. Oh, I, I think we're talking about two different things. Are we talking about the one where I heckled Simon Cowell? Were you at, at that party where I did that? Oh no, no, no you didn't work on that show. Did, have I never told you this story about when I heckled Simon Cowell? Oh my, oh my god, god it's it so I worked on the first um, season of Britain's Got Talent, and um at the rap party it's when i was a runner and at the rap party i was beyond like next level because i was obviously getting free drinks and i was like 24 and yeah he came on stage and did like a speech and i was like i was told the next day that i was genuinely heckling him like it was a comedy show oh god <gasps> thinking about that makes my blood run like cold how did he not have me like removed from the television industry and like destroyed? Or how did you not end up on the Britain's Got Talent panel? Because I can, I can imagine Simon would be like, I like that kid. He's got spunk. He can, he can be on the panel. Oh, my God. Anyway, what a, what a diversion. Anyway, what yes. a diversion. <laughs> so, um, you know, I, I, I think Priyanka was doing a good job of doing her usual role in this point where everything was very serious. And they were like, oh, it's so sad to see everyone go. And she said, well, except for when Kine left, I didn't care about that. I thought that was really funny. Fair. Totally she knows she knows exactly what she's doing and that's when boa says prank is like the devil because she's too perfect foreshadowing foreshadowing <gasps> ish or ish i mean you know let's <laughs> yeah yeah let's get into it okay. okay then we come back to the workroom it's the next day or week or who the hell knows what time it is <laughs> well i know actually, I know the... actually qu- question for you question yeah. for you because you've been to canada yeah what tell me about the time zones there well actually it's funny you say that i did actually pop over to canada in this week between the episodes so that i can finally mm. say that i've been there so i just went all over you know i did victoria i did uh saskatchewan you know toronto uh ontario um the, the rockies the um um the maple syrup fields Busy um, week. Anyway, busy week. <laughs> I don't know if you noticed this, but did you notice that yet again the the, the winter winter clothing wear and the workroom wear is just getting more and more like utilitarian and less like fun and jazzy, like <laughs> the, icy, the, the icy flannels. tundra, the yeah. icy tundra of the workroom. I also I really appreciated lemon was in like a giant oversized kind of. Um, it was kind of like a look of, you know, in the 80s when um, a woman might have done like a really funky um, Wall Street look yes, with like a giant is. oversized yes. um, jacket. Do you know what very, I mean? Very like working girl, like Melanie Griffith working yes. girl, that look. Yeah, I, I wrote down, love Lemon's boy look. That's uh, And then my other note is just more and more clothes being worn in the workroom. Yeah, yeah. Bo's Bo's actually like hunched over the table in layers, just like shivering. Do we think by the finale it's just going to be like actual Arctic? Like we'll see their breath, and one of them, like the winner, will be like frozen still, or maybe all the people that got eliminated will just be encased in blocks of ice, like in Star Wars. Exactly, they'll just be like ice sculptures around. Um, also i noticed i noticed at the beginning of the episode uh one of the details on the wall which was like a pair of skis that they put off on the wall (laughs) with some like diamantes yes oh my god you you read my mind i was actually i wanted to talk about that i was like (laughs) did they just put up those like bedazzled skis i thought it was such a such a lovely touch a little chef's kiss of a beautiful beautiful oh i want those skis so they all gather around the table and we have that truly 
awkward moment when um Alona starts <gasps> yes. talking about how she would she was like you know, she obviously, she wanted to Kelly Osborne again and have her moment. So she was like, I was ready to walk off the stage. And then Priyanka like calls her out and she's just like, ugh, it's really disrespectful. And then she's like, of all the cards you're going to play, don't play the victim card. A very well, well-constructed insult, which is ironic because her reads were so bad later, but that one was great. <laughs> it was, it was really weird because it was like, it was, it, yeah, it was Alona and Priyanka, wasn't it? Yeah. So they, they, yeah, it was like a super quick fight and then a super quick apology, then a super quick acceptance. Yeah. It was quite a journey. It was like, fight, fight, fight. I'm sorry. Fine. Alona looked like, like genuinely like, there was like a flash of like, I was scared when I saw that look in her eyes. It gave me like, I was like, <gasps> it's like Simon Cowell looking at me while I was heckling him. I was like, <gasps> <laughs> really scary yeah. stuff. It was, it was, it was, woof. it was quite a journey. And then this is when this is when Rue's message came on, which I thought <laughs> I understand that it was a night of a thousand Celine. So obviously that's why all these references were Celine ones. But it was kind of it made it I thought it was a bit unfair to the Queens. I think it made it seem like Celine was going to be the special guest judge. Yeah, I th- I, that's a very good point. I feel like I feel sad because I feel like maybe could you imagine if this episode had had Celine as the guest judge? Well, actually, it made me think for look. Can't let's be look. Let's be honest, gang. Canada's Drag Race. Canada's Drag Race. Early days hasn't established itself yet. However, I was thinking um, Celine would be great on American Drag Race, like the first episode. And I'm really surprised that that hasn't happened yet. Although I believe they're filming a new season right now, so who knows who the first episode will be? Okay. So Brooklyn enters the workroom um, in a pair of shades. And also I wrote down a leather pant. I was like, oh, I haven't seen a leather pant for a while on a gentleman. I enjoyed it. Yeah. No, he, I, it's, a, it's a, strong, a strong boy look he was going for. Yeah, I like it. Um, and then basically, obviously this is because he's wearing the sunglasses and talks about, you know, the sunglasses blocking you from the shade, which means we are going to have, as we know, along with Snatch Game always comes the reading challenge, the library is open. I get very yeah. uncomfortable with the reading challenge because I know much like the snatch game, there's going to be some high highs and some low lows. So I get very sweaty and nervous when it happens. Me too. Me too. <laughs> yeah. I, I, and was it, was it Rue or was it Brooklyn who used the phrase at the beginning that Paris, Ontario is burning? <laughs> that was, that was Brooke. That really I made me love that. That, <laughs> that was, was a, uh, well done. Well yeah. done to whoever came up with that. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I hear you. Reading challenge is always a little tricksy. And I think, I think, here's my advice for as someone who has never, ever been on this show and never will be. My advice for the reading challenge is even if your jokes end up being shit or not well received, make something out of that. Because yeah. I feel like if you do a line and it's crap, but then you make something really funny out of people's non-reactions. Like, I, I, do you know what I yeah. mean? You can kind of say yeah. that. Well, that's, that's, the, that's the difference, I guess, of because I think there's, it's like a well-known, uh, you know, open secret that the girls get, their, get like the jokes written for them in advance or they have writers for them or they, but, you know, they, they will come in with some pre-prepared jokes and then they fill in the names i think that that happens a lot before i know that happens before all stars they like literally know who's going to be in there and like will have their jokes written for them but i think they i think a lot of girls just have some standard jokes ready and then just adjust them for who's actually there and like how they can kind of make them work and i feel like you can kind of and i guess there's there's those kind of girls and they're the ones who maybe aren't so flexible at adapting on the spot mm. 
jokes that, that, that just got those jokes ready to go. But then there's also some like, I think some girls, maybe more of the seasoned queens, they just have those like reads. They've been doing them for like 10,000 years in like, you know, in the dressing rooms of the different shows that they're at and stuff. So they're just, they're good to go. <laughs> or like on stage, like yeah. on stage, it was like in UK's Drag Race, like they've all dealt with like a really awful crowd of like drunk straight guys in Northern England and they've managed to like destroy <laughs> them with a few yeah. words. So they were well, uh, well prepared. Shout out to a new cast member in this sequence. I don't know if you saw that when they put on their sunglasses, you could see the um, teleprompter reflecting in them. <laughs> teleprompter translation for the UK, autocue. Oh, wow. <laughs> Another new character for the lineup. Okay. <laughs> so, um, so Priyanka started, I thought Priyanka was like, uh, it was a tough, it was a tough opening. And I, I think the signal of a, a strange episode for Priyanka, just like uh, you, she's been so funny and so good and so quick that it was like a shock to see her not be amazing at the reading challenge. I mean, her joke about uh, Scarlet Bobo's <laughs> her face face is like a spot in the competition filler. That's funny. Yeah, that was for me. That was her. That was her only highlight. Yeah, and she kind of just she was like a kind of limp balloon releasing air after that, which was tough to watch. <laughs> and then um, well, Alona was next? was next. I think it was Alona. Oh, yeah, um, she was. Mm. It was it was fine, but I did I, I liked when she said that you know for Boa you know Boa bitch and arrival when you're gonna show up girl yeah. I thought I think that's pretty fun yeah I think my problem with Alona is there's um, there's just an air of her around her that's kind of I think it's the I think it comes from being young and and kind of naive she just has like a bitchy edge to her that kind of I think the reading challenge is not about being nasty it is about being nasty but it's like she just she's always got that slight edge to me where she would just say something nasty and it wouldn't be funny yeah it would just be nasty not nasty funny yeah. i hear you i hear you yeah it's it's a hard it's a hard uh again as someone who's never been in the show and never will it's a it's a hard line to to get right yeah oh my god boa her joke her read to lemon can you hold my drink i always love putting on a coaster oh oh beautiful that was Total highlight for me. Total she, highlight for me. Stunning. A stunning, a stunning read. Just like, I like the way she's like, and she, she delivered it so well. She's just like, oh, lemon, do you hold my drink? It just really like, it built to it. It was lovely. It was delicious. But wait, we need to go back one step. When Alona um, did one of her, her lines about um, Scarlet being pedestrian and then Brooke, Brooke corrected her. Oh my God. Yes, you're right. She got like the logic of it completely wrong. That was very but, funny. But then, and very, very telling and very alone, she didn't accept that she was wrong. She's like, no, no, I'm right. Because no, I am right. Yeah. She should have just been like, oh my God. Yeah. She, uh, you, I, I would have just made a joke. I would have been like, oh, I'm, you know, pedestrian. I'm going to walk in the street, and get hit by a car now. I'm so embarrassed. I don't know. That wasn't a good joke, but you get me. <laughs> um scarlet bobo um she said that uh alona and drag you give us morticia adams out of drag uncle fester <laughs> that was funny that made alona laugh as well so you know that because you can tell she's probably not great at laughing at herself but she was like yeah that's funny <laughs> which is interesting because wait didn't they have a bit of a, a tussle the two of them a couple of episodes ago yeah wasn't yeah. it scarlet? so so yeah they're back on track that you know that friendship's back up and running and then uh, who's who? Who are missing? Um, We've got Kiara. Oh God, Kiara! <laughs> this was uh Oh, Kiara! Like she's just she's. It, by this point, I was like, oh, you're just you're young, and you don't you don't quite have it yet. Yeah, Kiara is a bit like a bit like a bit like a wet piece of paper. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? It's just a bit like. Ugh. 
Although I think that Kiara, there's like a very kind of, it's a very stock character on Drag Race, especially early seasons, just the position that she's kind of in, which is like, oh, she's pretty, like she's good at some stuff, but she's not particularly funny. And there's often like a, that, that trope on the show where and they don't realize that they're not funny and they're kind of not that self-aware and they're kind of a bit like oblivious to it. Whereas I feel like Kiara is like fully aware that she's like not hitting it and it, that that's what is different about her i feel like she's got some some self-awareness but she's stuck in her own in her own way she's a bit like what's her chops that the the french queen that was on the last u.s season oh you know, the, yes you know oh that God, real why? kind of like fashion queen who went quite early but just didn't really couldn't really do humor and i i don't want to use her nationality as like oh she's not funny because of her nationality because you know we have um or or her her french her french tongue means that she isn't funny because um what's her chops rita baga it, i mean is hilarious yeah. and you know french is clearly her first language and continues to delight me throughout this episode as well mm-hmm. <laughs> um, Who's next? Lemon. So Lemon oh. says, Priyanka, you talk about having sex a lot, but the only thing you're fucking is stupid. <laughs> I, I mean, Lemon was strong for me in this. Yeah. That's that's another good example of like having a stock, a stock good read that is just like, that's good to go. You could have used that for anyone. Like someone's going to talk about sex. You, that one's perfect and good to go. Totally. <laughs> they also just, um, what was it? Kiara, you're a, you're a bird. All your runways are cheap, 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 cheap. Oh my God, I missed that one. Yeah. I missed that. That's so great. funny. <laughs> oh, I was just going to say, Nikki Doll is the the queen that we were talking about, the French queen. That's right. That's That's right. right. We can't just keep saying, what's her chops? <laughs> look, um, look, look. If, you, if I don't remember who you are by now, it's their problem, not mine. Okay? <laughs> then... Um, See, I think Jimbo was up next and you're, you're right. Jimbo did the, the exact thing you're talking about where he, I mean, like um, his, his first read of lemon was pretty fun. The one now uh, you're so full of yourself. You could be lemon meringue pie, light and fluffy on top with a crusty little bottom. <laughs> I mean, sure. Like and, and, it's just not like I, I, I'm that kind of, I don't know. Like Jimbo for this, I was like, meh. But then to your point or to my point at point. the end, when the, to my point, like the slap at the end, yeah. he did was really funny i was yeah. like i was like okay good you got yeah, it just, what does he say bad jimbo and slapped himself for not being good <laughs> it's, that's exactly and then it's like you remember that being like oh jimbo's funny even though he was just completely not funny it's it's a perfect totally. you just gotta have some self-awareness i suppose it's like it's like jimbo you're not gonna win the challenge but hey you're you're you didn't you didn't fuck up and then Rita Bagger was next. Oh my God, I love Rita Bagger so much. I, I, really, I think Rita Bagger is becoming like a real favorite of mine. Yeah, me too. I'm obsessed with her. I'm obsessed with her. Like, she's becoming like an, an almost, uh, this is not a fair comparison because their personalities are not the same at all. But in the way that I could watch Alyssa Edwards in the drag, out of drag, in her interview, I'm, I'm captivated by Rita Bagger in everything that she does, basically. I love totally. her face so much. Totally. She's she's so like in her own world and just she's a unique, unique creature. Yeah. So she did that. Um, and I think she, her first read was fine. Priyanka, you're, you're DTF, but you're more QTL, questionable taste level. I was like, oh, OK. But the when she held, when she literally made everyone hold for five seconds and then said, can we just embrace the fact Alona wasn't complaining for five seconds? That was like, that's that's perfection. brilliant, and also and also that's so clever because it's different to what everyone else is doing. You know the producers are going to use that in the episode because yeah. five seconds of awkward silence, perfect. 
and then she she does the the wild move which has been done in seasons past but it's always oh. a tricky one the wild move of just reading brooke saying i finally a canadian can win drag race <laughs> That for me, that for me was just like that. I love that so much. I like Brooke's reactions. Well. She's like, "See you on the runway, girl." <laughs> I, I I don't want to just keep every week talking about how much I really like Brooklyn, but I'm just, I'm really, I just keep. Actually, do you know what? I will keep saying it. I, I'm really impressed with her on on this. I think she's like fully just like well rounded hosting abilities uh, i don't know I've, I've seen a few things like mixed things online about people saying that she's like not that great but i i think she's doing a really good job i agree I, I was thinking like when she was correcting um alona about her pedestrian comment and saying no that actually doesn't work because pedestrian means this not that i was like that's not scripted that's her thinking on her feet and like and dealing with it yeah, which, yeah, you know exactly, what i mean so, exactly. so i just think i here's the thing I think all these performers, it's always just about trust. Like I, and I trust Brooklyn. Yeah. Like I trust Brooklyn to not make things awkward, to be honest, to be good. You, you know what I mean? Yeah. And you're not, I feel like you're not noticing, you're not noticing if she's like getting a note in her ear, like, cause they, they wear earpieces for a lot of those workroom, like walkthroughs or Rue does anyway. And like, obviously Rue is like a professional and you never see the fact that, that he's listening to an earpiece and trying to get questions and stuff. And I feel like, I, yeah, I know. I don't notice the seams with Brooklyn. I think she's like seamless. Or, or if she, there was a moment where she was struggling with her earpiece, she would make a thing out of it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and and true. I just, I just love that level of transparency and trust with a performer. I think it's really, it's really key. Anyway, the uh, La Bibliothèque is now closed or fermé, if you will. <laughs> <laughs> I know we both, as mentioned in previous episodes, both have an A at GCSE French, which is uh, for uh, non-UK listeners really not that great <laughs> i actually wait wait did you did you stop at gcse with french oh uh, did you do a level french of course you did well no because remember i was in scotland different system i did higher french which is oh. like in between gcse look i struggled with french i struggled with french so much but i did have a french tutor like madame madame oh my god what was her name like outside of school madame uh, uh yes it was madame madame baguette <laughs> who got me through oh my god uh, oh lord so obviously this is when lemon is named the winner of the mini challenge and receives a thousand canadian dollars gift card to lag concepts for Dra- divine drag jewels wow there's a lot going on there there yeah. is and do you know what there wasn't going on there no graphic yeah. No, no, like graphic for the company or whatever. I was sitting there going, like, hmm, who, who didn't get that ready? <laughs> exactly. Who didn't? Who didn't get that signed off on time? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It, yeah. There's, there's. I imagine there's a separate, a separate team that gets the B-roll of the prizes afterwards, and there's someone just in front of a glittery curtain all day, just plonking some wigs and latex outfits down in front of a glittery backdrop. <laughs> so obviously, uh, that's when Brooke announces announces that it is Snatch Game. Lordy Lord. Always excited for a Snatch game. Ooh. Actually, I just, one thing I wanted to mention, I really liked after, after Lemon was announced as the winner, they were all applauding and she just went, fuck you. <laughs> it was like a very small little moment. It really made me laugh. She was like, thank you, thank you. Fuck you. <laughs> I, also, how weird was it when they announced it was Snatch game and then Lemon had that really bland comment, which was just like, Snatch game separates the dumb bitches from the really clever girls. And it was like, wait, what? Like, it's not, it's not funny. It's not that interesting. I was like, what? It was I feel like it's because they were like, 
they were like, we can't use another talking head of Priyanka, especially in this episode. They were like, we've just oh, got to give it to someone right. else. <laughs> Lemon, Lemon said some words. Let's just shove it here. Right. Before we shove anything anywhere or say any more words, let's take a quick break. Yes. And we are back. We're back in the workroom and we're going to do my least favorite part of Snatch Game, which is the workroom walkthrough before Snatch Game. Oh, why? why? Why don't you like this? It makes me nervous. It's when, because obviously it's the great moment where everyone like reveals what character they're going to do. But it's then when, you know, in traditional drag races, I'm calling it, it's when Rue walks around and I start getting the like the, the cold sweats of fear for the girls that are not ready and not prepared. It's always, you know, that, that you have half the girls who are like hitting it out of the park and making Rue laugh. And then you have the other girls that are like, Oh, and I start getting sweaty feet and getting really nervous. <laughs> I know what you mean. It's like you start feeling the emotions that the unprepared, unfunny girls are feeling. Yes, yes. and it just gives it's me like, that, like, I'm like on stage hit. and I don't know my lines feeling. Exactly. Oh, my God, exactly, exactly. Um, side note, who is your Snatch Game? <laughs> Mine is on UK Drag Race would be Alexandra Burke. <laughs> Great, great, got it. Winner of X Factor. And mine on UK Drag Race is Lorraine Kelly, um, TV host, Scottish, co- cozy be Scottish TV host. Well, no, you, are, you're going to you're gonna do, you know how sometimes some girls do like a double, like a double character reveal? Is yours going to be Lorraine Kelly to Susan Boyle? Originally, yes, but I think, look, five years ago, 100%, I would have been Subo, Subo all the way. But now we actually know a few bits and pieces about mental health. I think we're just going to retire my Subo impression. Ah, okay. Great. So maybe, maybe, maybe Pebbles the Cat, though. Maybe Pebbles the Cat. Shout out to Pebbles the Cat. <laughs> so Very we have our, reference point. <laughs> we have our first, well, not our first, our continuing foreshadowing from Priyanka saying that improv challenges are her jam. And she says she's going to be Miss Cleo. Oh, dear. <laughs> I was excited. I was excited about this. And I believe yeah. she was going to be great. Yeah, Do you know what she, I mean? And also, we'll get to it. But I, she wasn't as bad as everyone said. Yeah. She, yeah, she just wasn't, I think there was just a lot of expectation on her. That was the difference. If she'd been, if that had been Kiara doing that character, it would have been like a, oh wow, she really, she really pushed herself. But for, for it to be Priyanka, she kind of, she fell back. But yeah, no, I know what you're, I, you, I know what you're saying. I, when, as soon as she said it, I was like, great, solid, psychic, you know, helpline, call in now, Caribbean accent. I was like, I'm, I'm down for all of this. Like it's, that's a, that's a home run. Okay. So after Priyanka, who do we have? Well, actually, someone enters the workroom and, and they're, they're wearing an outfit. So I, I just, mm, I don't know if you've seen online, but your boy Jeff has been getting quite a lot of backlash. Um, yeah, as of I, late, so I'm not sure. I am going to make a quick announcement about that. I do feel like I've definitely, on this podcast, given my notes to Jeff, mm. you know, so I'm just going to ask him to listen to them and maybe just take them forward yeah. and we will leave that be. Yeah. I, I'm, let's not do it. Let's not do a pile on. I feel like we've made our, we made our feelings clear. His outfit is terrible. Okay. So, <laughs> so this is where we go around and we find out who everyone is going to do. Oh my Lord. Kiara is doing <laughs> Mariah Carey at Christmas. Oh my mm. God. I, Oh no. I know, I know, I know, I know. And I can totally see her thinking. She was like, I've got the kind of Christmas clothes. I've got a yeah. wig. I can do this. Because then she she yeah. makes that fatal mistake I think a lot of the girls do on Drag Race, the younger girls. She's like, oh, I do Mariah in my show. People love it. I'm like, yeah, people in a bar will scream along to all I want for Christmas is you while you're dressed in a Christmas outfit, but you're not doing improv as Mariah Carey at a show. 
I know. Do you know I, what know. I mean, it's, it's and Mariah is such a tricky character to do on Snatch Game because she's she's funny, but she's not funny, and she's she doesn't have enough. It's, 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 you've got to pick lots of things with Mariah, you know. I hear what you're saying you've got to pick a weird. I think to, to make her work, you've got to pick a weird quirk or something about yeah. her and keep it running. So, say for example, it was the fact that she doesn't like J Lo, and just all every answer and everything yes. is about it. She brings it back um, to not liking J Lo. Yeah, you know what you I mean? Like, like you need to pick something. She's wearing in that in that little gif of I don't know her. You find the exact look. You do that, and yeah, and precisely, and just make the whole thing about I don't know her. Exactly. It, it would be it would be repetitive and kind of annoying by the end, but it would be way more memorable than just like I have some Christmas props. Yikes! <laughs> so, <laughs> Alona is doing cock destroyer herself. Rebecca Moore. What did you think of that that choice? Well, I didn't know who Rebecca Moore was. Um, but I thought it was interesting. Do you know, I, 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 fair play to Kiara in saying that she, wait, the judges haven't seen her be super funny yet or super alone. Oh, wait a minute. Wait, who did I say? You said Kiara. It's fine. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Okay. So I don't know who Rebecca Moore is, Mm. but I thought it was good that she chose someone like she was quite strategic. Wasn't she? Because what did she say? She basically said, she said like, she said, Rebecca Moore's got like a huge personality and that's something I need to, I've been told that I've not been bringing. She's been kind of criticized for like fading back. So she's like, well, if I do a character that is impossible to fade into the woodwork, then, then like, it, and I, I think she had a, like a middling kind of success at that. Actually, I thought it was a smart choice. I think it's a smart choice to do because the Cock Destroyers was like a kind of viral, you know, they were like a viral clip of like of those women talking about being Cock Destroyers. It was just like a thing mm-hmm. that went round. So it was just, it was just definitely a smart choice because it's kind of like zeitgeisty, but also no one really knows who she is to, like in general. So you can kind of just do what you want. Totally, so and kind I, of a blank and slate. I, and I think I, I really appreciated her strategy and I really liked that she was taking judges critiques on board. I was yeah. like, good. Bearing in mind up until now, you've, you've been very immature in a lot of ways. Yeah. So I appreciated her just, you know, stepping it up. Yeah. And then who was next? Oh, Jimbo announces, uh, tells Jeff that she's going to do oh. uh, Joan Rivers. And I was so nervous. Yeah. I was like, no, because again, doing someone who's already funny that's hard. You know what I yeah, mean? Because then you you have to make that choice of like, am I just going to recycle their jokes or am I going to bring some of their jokes in? But also, which I think Jimbo did do, which was then just, she did some of her jokes, but also just made up her own jokes that Joan Rivers, in the style of Joan Rivers, which I thought was really smart. It's like, yeah, you're just like, oh, I'm just going to make up some new jokes that I think Joan Rivers would have made. You know, I think it's that's a really good, it's a, it's a very risky choice, but like, ultimately she made a good one, but I was a little worried when, when I saw her doing it. But then again, I feel like when she did the Nancy Grace thing, I was like, okay, I've got a little bit more like trust in her being able to try and do like a fully rounded character. But Joan oh, Rivers is such right. an icon that like, you know exactly what you want to hear and what you need to hear rather than, you know, say like Rebecca Moore or whatever. You're kind of, you're like, okay, well, she, I know she's British and says Cock Destroyer, but I don't know anything else. Whereas Joan is like, you have to kind of get it to be Joan, you know? Totally. No, I, I was worried, but you're right. When she did do that kind of that little character a couple of episodes ago, episodes ago, she was good. So yeah, and we'll, we'll come back to her because she was good. Okay. Who was next? It was Priyanka. Oh, yeah. well, back to Priyanka. Um, yeah. Miss Cleo. I mean, wait, and Miss Cleo's, Cleo's been done before on Drag Race, hasn't she? No. No? No. Oh, 
a psychic character has been done before. And that's why I think she missed out on just, she should have just copied what the, I, can't, I think it was when someone did, um, well, Raven's someone did Walter, Mac- remember someone did Walter Mercado. Yeah, yeah. Well, Alexis did Walter Mercado, but like some, you know, also like psychic, like Raven has been done. Um, Raven Simone has been done as her psychic character. Like there's, there's definitely, there's a precedent that's been set for like the psychic thing, which would have been a smart choice for her to do, but yikes. And yeah. also we, we had, you know, the foreshadowing was just building and building with Jeff saying, you know, that she stood out in the acting challenge so he expected like a lot from her i do think that this is where she went wrong was just the the, the pressure and the expectation on her is where it kind of she didn't rise to it she kind of got crushed under it <laughs> well also she's just i feel like by this point after doing so well she's probably just tired yeah absolutely you know what i mean like someone it, it must be so hard because yeah. you get to a certain episode and you're like i am exhausted and you, yeah. you can't be because if it's you are like like they get a whole week off in between every episode like exactly like. and if you're tired and it affects you you can end up in the bottom too yeah, it's true and next up scarlet bobo <laughs> oh okay. lord so, so she, yeah, she was she was undecided between doing fran drescher or liza now here's the thing <laughs> i think i think a fran drescher character and snatch game would be utter perfection because the clothes are so specific you can do so much kind of nanny chat i was i really wanted her to go down that path because let's be honest liza we've seen a million times before yeah well courtney act did fran drescher um on her season of drag race back in like season oh. six and she was very solidly medium at it like it was fine but like they were, it didn't set the house on fire. But that was also strange because she was Australian, but doing Fran Drescher. It was a it was a strange one. Ooh, <laughs> that's accent on accent, lot yeah. going on there. But <laughs> I think this is something we will hear throughout the entire episode. I love what I love that Scarlet that, um, that Bobo did with Liza is that you know who like when people are doing an impression they have like an anchor and you mm-hmm. stick to that anchor. So like you know like. I, I'm trying to think of an example. It's like, if I do Australian, I always have to say like, all right. And then like, that gets me into it. So like this Bobo just kept saying, it's fucking Liza. <laughs> totally. I, I, I really, really appreciate that. And it's clever. And also the fact that it has her name in it as well. It's like a constant reminder of who you are. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, think, I think actually, cause you could tell she's like, she even said it herself. She's like, fuck, this is, this is going to be so bad. Like, I don't know what I'm doing. I think she made the smart choice to do Liza because it's like, listen, if I'm going to flail around and not know what I'm saying, that works with Liza. Do you know what I mean? It was a smart, you could do fear in a way that was good. Yeah. You could do anything with Liza. Like, even if you can't think of a good answer to a question, the point is Liza would just go off the question and talk about any old crap. And that's who she is. So you could just like start reading the phone book as Liza in any moment and be like, just pretend that was like a performance choice from her. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Yeah. And ultimately, yeah, she did make the right choice, but I just have seen Liza so many times that I'm like, you know, come on. Yeah. I, I think, but- I think for her, it was, it was not that she made a choice that stunted her from winning. I think she made a choice that stopped her from being in the bottom two. That no, totally fair. I tell you yeah. someone who I haven't seen before is Edith PF. <laughs> I I cackled much like I just did then. I cackled when uh, when she said when Rita went back and said she was going to be Edith Piaf. I was like, perfect. Lovely. I I thought this was for me. This is the winner, personally. I just 
her description as well. It's like you could always tell on on uh, Snatch Game when they're like flailing a little bit and they're like, oh, you know, she's really um. I think she's really funny. So I'm just going to like play up on the fact that she's like, you know, she's got these quirks and she's funny. That's like what people always say when they're like in trouble. <laughs> Rita was literally like, she is known for being a drug addict and miserable. <laughs> it's like, great. I was like, see it, see it, know what that's going to look like. <laughs> I also, I also always really appreciate one, uh, a snatch game or look that isn't all about glamour and beauty. You know, one where they like, they look, you know, kind of awful i really are a bit grotesque i really really appreciate that well i think one of the most i don't know if you've i know you're not completely you know in the drag kind of universe but one of the most memorable ones is ben de la creme he did maggie smith in uh as like the dowager from um, from downtown abbey and again it was that thing where he was just painted like an old woman and just was like Ooh! And it was just it's a smart choice to do like a kooky old lady for sure totally especially like amongst the mariahs and the you know the whatever it's like it's it's distinctive and also it can show bearing in mind that every episode normally you're in a runway look that's that is gorgeous or beautiful so it just shows like another side yeah oh yikes next up is boa oof oof magoof this was um a tough moment I, you know, I don't want, again, I don't want to pile on, on Jeff, but I, I've just noticed that also on the walls, have you noticed there are, are pictures of all the judges? Yeah. I hadn't, not- hadn't seen that before. Yeah. Well, it, it makes just, sense. They have like, they do that on, you know, regular drag race, but it's because it's Rue. So it's kind of. But, it, but it's funny because like, you know, Brooklyn, Brooklyn's picture, you know, she's in drag looking gorgeous. You've got Stace as a supermodel. You've just got Jeff in a frame. <laughs> hiya jeff hiya jeff (laughs) jeff can you send in a pic hey jeff can you just send a pic of you we'll we'll shove it in a frame oh thanks jeff yeah we don't want to use getty images we don't want to pay to take the watermark off (laughs) (laughs) oh lord Uh, let's just quickly let's just quickly like cringe our way through boa's uh walkthrough moment her choices are cindy lauper rebel wilson or gypsy rose (laughs) and it's interesting because i actually thought that she made the right choice she made the right choice but rebel wilson done well could have actually been pretty great yes because i could see her as rebel wilson um same with cindy lauper could be great um but no she she totally made the right choice totally made the right choice but just didn't fully well we'll get to the actual the actual snatch game but i thought gypsy rose was funny i know someone who went to um a girl i worked with she went to a halloween party as her and her (laughs) her outfit was incredibly problematic but anyway that we'll just move on from that so lemon was up next and she was doing jojo siwa this was this was a, a wonderful moment i was I, I've, I had a good feeling about this one i was excited as well because again you know later when they critique like lots of people don't know who jojo siwa is or what she's like but it, like she yeah she like made it her own and she she just injected recurring things yes it's very like because for example i was watching it with jesse and he didn't know who she was and i was like just think about like early days precocious miley you know when miley was a tween just talking way too much and too much energy yeah so um and then she has she has a fairly nice moment with jeff where she's kind of just saying that she you know she after being called a coaster she's kind of very aware that she needs to push herself even more which i don't think she's a coaster at all i think she's a front runner but i guess that was the storyline they needed to kind of get across has she won any challenges yet yes yeah she's which not one? coasting then <laughs> it's like yes she has i don't remember which one 
No, me neither. Well, that's why I asked. Okay, cool. Moving on. <laughs> okay, so should we get into Snatch Game itself? There was a fun little a fun little preamble to Snatch Game, which I've not seen before, which was <gasps> our our girl Tracy Melshaw coming back, uh, Canada Squirrel Friend. And they did a little red carpet, which I thought was a nice little touch. I thought that was such a good idea and so happy to see Trace back. Yeah. We've got our girl Stacey, we've got our girl Trace. Um, but yeah, yeah. It, it, was, it was such a, it was so simple. Yeah. But, but it's it was, weird how they haven't done that before. Yeah. And it just was a smart way of being like, okay, well, look, it gives, it gives everyone the chance to, A, it gives everyone the chance to do a full like head to toe look at what yes. their outfit looks like. But also just, you know, it gives the girls any chance they can to be funny as much as they possibly can, you know, get another little moment. And I actually thought Priyanka was funny when she was, when she was asking, when she was just saying, it was like, I'm not going to do the accent, even though I am of a Caribbean descent. Anyway, let's move on. Okay. We're going straight into the snatch game. then, are we? (laughs) Oh my Um, God, Ben. It was as if for this snatch game. So like it started, it was like, Oh, you know, Brooklyn's (gasps) Brooklyn's hosting it. Oh my God. I I forgot. from God came down and that was, I was like, Oh, who's going to be, who's going to be the special guests on snatch game. I was like, Colin and fucking Justin. Okay. Okay. <laughs> like now I need to explain. Know who people are. I need to explain a few things. Cause much like this podcast where you've got a Scottish guy and an English guy talking about Canadian drag race, but we live in LA. We have Colin and Justin. <laughs> On Snatch Game. Now, Colin and Justin are Scottish gays, much like myself. They, in the kind of early 2000s in the UK, I can't even remember what their show was. Was it a property show, interior design show? They they basically had a run on one particular network called Channel 5. They basically just had a thousand shows where it was them doing different things to do with interiors. They then kind of started hosting things. They just became like this very specific niche gay couple gay scottish couple appearing on reality tv yeah but, but, but all, it was all like it was all like yeah interior design property based anyway i completely forgot that they then just you know moved to canada no idea why but yeah. they moved to canada maybe like 15 10 15 years ago so i remember when i was in canada in like 2007 and people were talking about colin justin or there was like a billboard with them on it or a tv show and i was like what <laughs> What are they doing huh? here? Are they, old, they, are they yeah. two old queens doing in Canada? <laughs> so they have a career in Canada now, and they do not have a career in the UK at all. So, so weird. Colin and Justin, there they were. And okay. they had been through makeup. They sure had. Yikes. I was actually trying to think of like the equivalent of how to explain them to like, maybe an American audience. And the only thing I could come up with was <laughs> if the Property Brothers were like fucking each other. Kind of. And, and if they had left, if they had been successful in the US, but left like 15 years ago yes. and gone and become a thing in Australia? Yes. If the Property Brothers had sex with each other and moved to Australia, that would be Colin and Justin. Great. Got it. I'm glad we sorted that out. <laughs> okay. So we start with, um, I mean, should we just kind of talk about Snatch Game just in general rather than like going, we don't need to go through like gag by gag, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So, also, shout out! Shout out to the giant glittery curtain that they had thrown yeah. up in the studio. <laughs> that is, that's not cheap. That glittery curtain. That's that's acres, acres of material. So, should we just maybe should we just go through person by person and just talk about what we what we thought of their performance and how they did? Yeah. So, Boa obviously was doing Gypsy Rose. She had weirdly had kind of iPhone <laughs> iPhone headphones in her nose as the. Uh, 
the like oxygen line, which was a very strange choice. To me, <laughs> a choice that she hadn't fully thought through that outfit. Yeah, it just, well, I mean, they come to it later, but it just, in general, it was all, it was almost there, wasn't it? And yeah, I, she, I do appreciate that she was like, look, I don't want to be offensive. Yeah. I was like, I get it. That is, that is tough. But then maybe don't do her. Yeah. You know? I think it's like, if you're going to do her, do her. If you're not, you to do a half performance. And it's not like, it's not like she wasn't funny. It just, there was, she, she just could have, she could have, there was so many different ways you could have gone doing that character. And you can see there was that, even that moment where she's asked a question and she actually just completely stopped and was just like, huh. <laughs> and then Jimbo like jumped in and made like a really funny joke. And it was just kind of, I think it was when, um, it was when Brooke said like, how did you kill your mom? And you could tell that Boa hadn't like done the research on that. She was like, huh? <laughs> or just like, yeah, hadn't like, hadn't, hadn't prepped yeah because you got to think about just all the obvious things that people are going to hit or yeah. ask about you know, and if you, don't know you, you have to think about what would you say what would that character say if they didn't know how they did it <laughs> you know totally <laughs> and then so she you know she i think she was just like a solid c c minus oh, oh we're grading them now okay got <laughs> it. Got it. So. it just came out of my mouth so there we go <laughs> c minus zeros. then we had joan rivers okay so very, yeah, super funny. Um, did yeah. a whole thing about the her dead husband, like the ashes of the dead husband, and like snorting it like cocaine. And it was, yeah, it was, it was really good. And she was very good at like adding on, like plussing other people's yeah. things, like jumping improv, in. Improv was great. I, I thought that the good thing about doing someone like Joan as well is that she's got that loud. It was loud and energetic. So like whatever she was saying it gave you like a lift especially after some of the other girls it was kind of just like you were like oh thank god jimbo's back she's gonna say something funny i feel safe i thought she did a really good job of um of painting like joan as well i thought it was a very like respectful yet funny joan look that she did like yeah. i feel like joan would have joan would have looked down on that and been like yep perfect great a question <laughs> did, ha, did joan ever appear on on drag race because she feels no. ideal doesn't she she never did, but she's. I feel like she's always her presence has always kind of been felt on on uh, on Drag Race. You know, she's a uh, she's adjacent for sure. Yeah, she, she probably could. They probably couldn't afford her actually. Yeah, she's Joan. Joan was she wants wasn't cheap. Yeah. Um. Okay. Next up was JoJo Siwa. We had Lemon and JoJo Siwa. I really oh enjoyed this a lot. Like the whole kind of so just constantly like dabbing and making noises and like oh. not being able to say her R's. The, the, her, her wig line was. Like to, to, <laughs> so there's this whole thing about how basically Jojo Siwa essentially has given herself like traction alopecia because she has had her hair in that like high pony since she was a child. And she's basically now like a teenager, but still looks like she's 11 or 12. And she's basically like giving herself bald, like she's making herself bald with that traction alopecia. And for the nerve of Lemon to, to basically put her wig on like halfway on her head, she was wearing a bald cap. Like she was wearing a bald cap yeah. and then had the wig halfway across it. I was like, it was so funny. And like at points she was just, her hair was just falling out, which was just, it was so mean, but like so funny. And just kind of, again, I feel like the perfect snatch game is like Jojo Siwa would, what is going to watch that be like offended, but also be laughing the whole time and be like, well, she got me. My hair is falling out, but she's a funny oh, bitch. Although have you seen Jojo Siwa recently? No. She's done like a glow up. She's suddenly, she's suddenly become like, I don't like an 18 year old. Hang on. I'm going to pause for a second while I look this up. Jojo Siwa. I've just accidentally looked up her age. Oh no. I feel like I'm going down a dark path. Hang on. 
I'm sure she like there was like a like a TikTok thing or something where she um did like you know like that thing that people were doing where you like you brush the camera lens with a makeup brush and then you oh, grow up. JoJo Siwa, 2020 brown hair. Hang on. <laughs> oh oh, it's coming. Get that Google image search. Uh, I'm. Oh, no. All I know is I've come across someone's tweet that says, Jojo Siwa's blonde side pony was the only consistency I had in my life, and now I have nothing. (laughs) (laughs) Very funny. Anywho. Okay, Jojo Siwa, lemon, great. Loved it. Yep. Then, sitting up at the end, it's old old Miss Cleo herself. Poor Priyanka. You You could see, not only could you see the kind of panic in her eyes, they actually just fully full on just gave her an interview bite where it's her going, okay, they're asking the question. I've got this one. I can feel myself. I've really got it. And then she just fails. And then they cut back to her and she's just like, oh, but I don't know. I think they did her dirty. I thought she was more funny than, than how they edited. Yeah. I, I definitely think there was, she, she, there were some fumbles from her. I think, I think it was more of the, much like how kind of Scarlet, like Scarlet Bobo, like kind of, pushed her way up to the middle i just think priyanka kind of fell to the middle in a way that was more disappointing it was just there was just so much expectation of her just making them laugh you know it was like a lack of confidence it was like just commit do you know what i mean and say if you say a joke and it's and no one laughs say another joke until someone laughs like like steal steal the room like liza did or uh, jojo siwa did or um or joan did do you know what i mean although i just realized we missed a moment when Priyanka was uh, getting ready and she put that turban on, a different turban. And she said, I, I look like Will Smith in Aladdin. <laughs> oh, that was, oh, that was just, that was just my dog agreeing with you and enjoying that joke. <laughs> Thanks Fabio. <laughs> Fabio's gone to get his turban. Um, okay. Who do we have next? Uh, Rita Bagger as Edith PF. <laughs> oh. Just a miserable, miserable dream. Miserable I... old lady smoking. She, I loved her makeup was so good. She also had a very funny wig line. Her wig was like halfway back on her head in a way that was very funny. Yeah, she just like for me all all about it. Also, there's something kind of like what we we're saying with Liza. How you can you can do anything because that's what Liza's about. If you're playing like an older lady who's French and miserable, you can you can react to anything as long as you're old French and miserable. Yeah, precisely. It's just, it's like, I'm old, I'm French, I'm miserable. Whatever happens, that's what I'm going to say. And that's what I'm going to do. And it's funny. And it it was like, she could have, you, you could, you could know nothing about Edith Piaf and have enjoyed every single, I, you know, I only know, je ne ne regret rien. So like, I didn't know she was a drug addict or any of that stuff. And I was like, fine. She was, she was great. It's about, yeah, no, it's right. You're absolutely right. It's about like, taking a character or taking a celebrity and then creating a character out of them. She like, I loved the way she, her physicality of her being like hunched, hunched right over. And she got more and more hunched and like, <laughs> what did she say at one point? She was just like, bring me my coffin. Yeah. Bring me my coffin. I loved it. So and much. also, also if you notice she, she was wearing like a really great, like older celebrity lady, like French tip nail. <laughs> Like, it's like, it's like if you were working on a show and you had like an older legend come on, like that's what they think they would do to like dress up to perform. Do you know what I mean? Yes. I'll, well, I'll do my French tips, you know? <laughs> well, she's French. They just she's call them French. tips. Just tips. Um, how would you like them? Just tipped. 
tips, please. Okay. Also wearing French tips was Liza. Yeah, I, I, I think, you know, I don't you mean fucking Liza. <laughs> well, do you know why I, I like when you kept me saying, like, fucking Liza? It's like she was surprised herself that she was Liza. Do you know what I mean? It was almost like if it, it's so weird. It's almost like if someone saw Liza, they'd be like, "Oh my god, it's fucking Liza!" But it was like Liza constantly realizing that she was Liza. Yeah, it was. It was definitely. It was definitely uh, Bobo's like life raft that she was clinging to. But it, it did work for her. So she's just like every second, she's like, "Do you know what? I'm just gonna say I'm fucking Liza again." <laughs> you're right. You're right. Yeah, and all like the interviews. It was really funny. Like how he, he was basically like, "Shit, I'm nervous. I don't quite know what to do. I'll just oh, fingers crossed." <laughs> And I think I think it was a smart choice. It's like we were saying, like Liza's like she as long as you can nail some of the some of the just the tone of voice, you can kind of say anything and you can kind of just be crazy and go off on tangents. Like, do you have you ever watched um that video of her doing the home shopping network stuff? I don't think I have, but that sounds like a dream. Yeah, there's actually weirdly enough, there's Mariah and and um Liza. There's two really good I know like, the Mariah super, one. Super the Mariah one's funny, but like the, the Liza one is really good. I recommend everyone just to Google the, uh, I think it's like Liza Minnelli QVC basically. And it's just her, like, she's basically selling like her Liza range and it's all these like, you know, like palazzo pants and like dangly chandelier earrings, but she's just, she's so nuts. Like as she's talking, like the people on the phone, it's, it's really good. She's like directing all the models and telling them, she's like, no, she's like, no, don't, don't do that. Turn around that way. It's really good. Have you ever seen, there's a great clip of her where she's like, the the paparazzi are talking to her and she's like put into a car and they're like, Liza, we've heard you can't sing anymore. Can you sing for us? And then she just blasts a song. It's really, really fun. And then also, do you remember on Kathy Griffin's My Life in the D-List, how Kathy got her to help with like an audition for like Law and Order. And it was just like her, Kathy and uh, Liza together, like in, in Liza's apartment and Liza's smoking and like taking the script very seriously. Oh. <laughs> i actually came across that episode of um law and order in my law and order retrospective that i'm doing the one with kathy in it it was really mm. wild thinking because i'd only ever seen it on my life on the d-list they really i'd love to see reruns of that show life on the wonder, d-list yeah i wonder if i can get it on uh on i don't think you can anyway. get it anywhere because kathy's kathy's bought back all the rights herself right so she's like trying to release it herself she, she they they should let her put it on hulu or netflix or something it, it was such a good show oh wonderful anyway uh we've <laughs> all really digressing well i mean look next up we've got mariah we don't need to say much about um the mariah here yeah just this was this was full-on flatline uh snatch game flatline death which actually is normally reserved for when a character does beyonce <laughs> oh really is that yeah, is that the killer there's, a, yeah, there's like a it's like a famous the curse of beyonce people have tried it there, there was basically especially the early days of snatch game a lot of the girls made this huge mistake that they would just do they would do characters that they do in shows so like we had we've had terrible katie perry's terrible lady gaga's um you know terrible beyonce's it's just it's a it's always like a it's a go-to choice of the girls like oh i can make myself look like her and then you're like oh no she's not funny like beyonce's not funny how are you gonna do it's it? so i like i find it so frustrating again never been in the show never will but i'm like it's so obvious you got to pick someone really like specific someone not ob- do, you, do you know what i mean it's like yeah. someone you can't pick like unless you take a gaga and you go you do some really something really weird and specific about her so many people have tried and failed at Gargo. It's been done maybe the most of anyone on the show. <laughs> um, one of the biggest failures still is, is um, 
gives me my favorite moment from kind of Snatch Game history, though, which is Alyssa Edwards doing Katy Perry. And Rue says to her, he goes, Katy, have you ever kissed a girl? And <laughs> like, as in to tee up for a joke. <laughs> Alyssa Edwards just stares back at Rue and like has no idea what to say back. There's this long clanging silence. And then Rue just goes, oh. Have you ever fucked a black guy? <laughs> just, I will never forget it. It's one of the. It's one of my favorite moments from Snatch Game ever. Just, uh, anytime I can watch that moment again, it makes me laugh. Oh, that's that's amazing. And also, yeah. I'm very surprised at Alyssa not being able to handle that. But anyway, we're not talking about that. We're here to talk about Drag Race Canada. <laughs> so then, uh, finally, oh. was um, Alona as Re- Rebecca Moore, <laughs> and Alona I, did well. She like I she. She's, I liked to look, I thought she stepped up. I thought she gave, like, she really put in the effort. Now, bearing yeah. in mind, neither of us, is, as you heard at the top of the episode, are Alona fans anymore. Um, but, like, she, I, I give her good credit for this. She tried. She tried hard. Yeah, and she, could tell she was pushing. She pushed it. She never, there was never a moment where she just gave in to something not working or she just, she did a, she, she also dragged herself up to the middle, I feel, in a, in a really successful way. I was like, good for her because she, she had potential to be a full on, flatline you know Katy perry character or actually she should have done kelly osborne <laughs> imagine oh God, if alona that... had done kelly osborne she would have we been would have... so good i would have died we, actually we would have we would have just absolutely gone gone crazy but then the thing is like if you're doing kelly osborne i would do it really weird i'd be like i'm kelly osborne from season one episode five yeah. of the osborne yeah, you do, like you, you, do you know what i mean and like a weird is... specific joke yeah it's like you do kelly osborne when she has the pink the pink like cockatoo hair like <laughs> Pink cockatoo hair, and then like one earring that was like a like a Rubik's cube. You know that that's yeah. the Kelly that you do. Just keep going. It's my birthday. Actually, uh, maybe I would do Kelly Osbourne in Snatch Game. Actually, I think like, like a real downturned like clown mouth with like lipstick. Oh my god, I'm going to do Kelly Osbourne in Snatch Game. Perfect. Thank you, everyone. Is anyone okay? My backup is Sharon Osbourne. Has, oh, no, one's, anyone, no one's ever done Sharon Osbourne. Because I used to be able to do a really good Sharon Osbourne impression, and I think I could get that back. So. Well, when we're both on the same season and we do, we do Sharon and Kelly. Kelly, <laughs> Kelly, come on, Minnie. <laughs> I, would, I would have like a dog. I would have a dog on set that would just be shitting everywhere. <laughs> oh, my God, I'm going to cry. We need to add that to our, um, our double act along with the sisters Minogue. Anyway, that's for another that's for oh, another show and for that's time. for Drag Race Australia. That's for Drag Race Australia, which we're clearly gonna cover. Oh my god. Okay. I'll fucking die when they do Drag Race Australia. Oh my god. Oh my god, I just so I won't be able to contain myself. I, but also wonderfully never wait, have you been in, have you been to Australia? Yes, I've been to Australia. Okay, great. I haven't. I haven't. Well, there you go. We balance each other out then. Okay, perfect. <laughs> great. Uh, Drag Race Australia, who knows if it's happening, but when oh. it does, we will be covering it. So that's that settled. Okay. So next up, that was everyone. So any other highlights we want to say? I will say Scarlet, um, when she did like Eliza Wig Reveal, I was like, that's solid. Not a yeah, totally solid. I was like, well done you having something up your sleeve because, you know, she was nervous. Yeah, and I think Edith Piaf uh, singing the first line of Je ne regret rien and dying was a perfect, a perfect out for her. Oh, Lovely. Surrounded by pill bottles. Did you notice that she'd scattered empty pill bottles around herself? Yep, love that. <laughs> um, also, I thought, I, I thought Alona did a really good job in the moment of when Brooklyn asked how she spelled cock and she just said C- Ock. <laughs> that was funny. I was like, okay, I'm going to give her that. That was impromptu. That was funny. <laughs> no, I agree. And then, that, was very, that was clever. That was clever. Yeah, I think apart from that, I, I, 
I, yeah, I just, I, I basically had, I went into my own shell every time Mariah was talking. I, I went internal because I couldn't handle it. Also, like, how annoying to do Mariah and not attempt to sing something. You know what I mean? Well, I also felt like she dressed as Mariah at Christmas. But then, like, I know she did talk about Christmas, but I don't know. I didn't even, at one point she made a joke about emotions. I was like, what? Okay, here's my pitch for something to do as Mariah in Snatch Game. Okay. But be like, well, you know, I have my, you know, five octave range and then like sing a high note with a finger in the ear and then have like a crystal champagne flute that's actually sugar glass. Oh, like, so as like you're singing your it. high note, you smash the glass and you're like, see, that's funny. Yeah, that's funny. Or say I'm Mariah with a five octave range. And if you can't actually sing, just sing all at the same octave. Like that. <laughs> oh, right, right. <laughs> That's just if you were doing Mariah and you physically couldn't sing yourself. You just do Got it. it. <laughs> Got it. No, but you don't know that I actually do have a five octave range. So I, I would be able to do it. I'm actually going to tell you a really quick sidebar story that once I was singing emotions with uh, my friend Caroline, you know, Caroline, one piece as we call her. Cause she, that one time she wore a one piece swimsuit in front of us. Black, um, black lace, black, black lace. lace. We also call her black lace. Cause she wants to wear a black lace dress. Yes. So I, I was singing emotions when I was drunk with, uh, with black lace and one piece. And, um, I somehow, I think it's because I was drunk, I managed to do a full five octave moment for her. And she actually, I remember she fell back in shock and she said, I've never been so like blown away by someone's voice. And I've never been able to do it again. It was one of those like in the, in the moment moments, you know? So I think actually maybe if I just got drunk all the time and then I went onto, onto like a singing show, I'd be able to win, but only if I was wasted. Got it. I think that sounds like a really good life plan. Feels sustainable. <laughs> but also, but also remember, you are going to be uh, a judge on Britain's Got Talent. True. That's true. <laughs> oh, my Lord. Oh, I'm sweating. Right. Snatch game. We're snatched. Let's move on. That was a game. And I will say, I thought it was a very overall, very solid snatch game. Yeah, I, I do too, actually. I thought it was better than um, better than the All-Stars snatch game of love that we'd just seen on that on that season. I thought that actually... The funnier queens were funnier, actually. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So where are we now? We are back to prepping for the runway. So this is before they start getting ready. Priyanka said she's made history as the worst Canadian snatch game ever. <laughs> <laughs> Love Again, that honesty. Yeah. yeah. She, she, she owned it. And I, I think she's, she's aware of it, which is good. Because there's nothing. And then Alona, it was funny when she, Alona told Priyanka to stop playing the victim. I was like, that's a great callback. Alona kind of, she stepped up this episode. She did. She started off not great, but she got she got on with it. And then um, we we had Jimbo. They, yeah, yeah, he they was start like getting ready. And uh, Jimbo, sorry, you go. On. Yeah, thank you. you. Just you were just like talking over me there. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> so Jimbo um, was opening up. It was like his moment in the season to like give more of a backstory. And he was talking about how basically, I mean, classic gay backstory of like didn't fit in at school, was awkward, but then started to make people laugh, and then you know kind of the it, it basically implied like well i started to make people laugh and then i did fit in which is slightly awkward um problematic thing to say but essentially uh, he was saying that he embraced comedy yeah. from that moment I onwards like, i felt very seen by that moment i was like yeah yeah jimbo same <laughs> <laughs> yeah so basically you distract everyone from talking about the fact you're a homosexual by just making jokes the whole time and yeah. talking and filling air yeah we've all we've all been there jimbo yep 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 <laughs> It's like, yes, that is me. And I am that. <laughs> I love Jimbo's um, speaking voice, by the way, like his, his regular speaking voice. 
he talks Jimbo talk. He's got a very particular way of talking, and it's kind of a little high. And I was talking like Jimbo. I got really, I'm, I'm like obsessed with it. it I, he like, yeah, Jimbo's really Jimbo and um, uh, Rita Bagger are just like. I, all what pros. I like about all like about this season is that like when it started, I didn't quite know where we stood with people. Like it, it felt like an actual even playing field. Like pretty much. Like, do, 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 like do you agree with me? Like it, there wasn't. Yeah, I, but I have to say, I'm always wrong. Like in the first episode or two, I'm right. I'm, I'm I'm really really bad at judging who's going to be good or not, or what or what's going to happen. Right. I guess I just I I feel like I'm just I'm I'm enjoying this season like an actual viewer that's watching Drag Race for like the first time. It just in the sense of like, oh, I'm really surprised this person's suddenly doing well. It's like, how did I not see that from the beginning? I don't know. Maybe I'm just being naive on purpose. But hey. Well, I don't know, like compared to like an all stars, you, you have a preconceived notion of what everyone's like and who's going to be good. So I yeah. feel like all stars, there isn't, it, it's not the same type of competition because you kind of know how it's going to shake out. Yeah, Whereas, you're right. I guess, I guess we are coming off the back of an all stars season. So I'm just kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm excited by the kind of freshness of not knowing. Yeah, you're right. You're right. When you're right, you're um, right. When you're right, you're right. And when you're wrong, you're a dong. <laughs> I don't know. Get gone. <laughs> Great. That's our new catchphrase. Wow, we're on fire. Anything else going on in the workroom as they prep for A Night of a Thousand Celines? Um, Just a little chat, kind of Priyanka um, talking to Kiara about, you know, does her parents know that she does, um, she does drag? And it was just kind of Kiara talking about, um, you know, how that her parents don't really see drag as a real job, like, not like a man, you know, her, she was saying her stepdad, wasn't it, that has like that preconceived idea of what a man's job is. Um, and, you know, she never really got her parents' approval on it. But, I, you know, regardless of how you do on the show, being on a major television show like this proves the, that point wrong. You know, this is a real mm-hmm. job. And, and this is a man's job because it's, <laughs> and it's not, there's no such thing as a man's job and there's no such thing as a woman's job. You know, it's just, I think it's, it was just a nice moment for me. I liked that. Talking of this nice moment, I don't remember it at all because I think I went to get a second gin and tonic before the main stage. Well, this is why I have to do two viewings of it because the first viewing, I'm always a little bit like over overhyped. Also, what, do, what, I, what do you drink? What do you drink when you're watching it? Obviously, because I watch it and I, actually I had a glass of rosé on. It was on because I watch it on the Thursday when it comes out. But mm-hmm. I also I do I do Drag Race Canada and then I do Real Housewives of New York. So like genuinely because i'm so electrified by both programs i have trouble sleeping on thursday nights because i'm like i'm fully like hyped like sometimes when real housewives of new york finishes my heart is racing in a way where i feel like i've been at the gym because i'm so electrified just overstimulated 100 <laughs> like it's just like i watch drag race with all these clowns like screaming and then i watch new york with all these old women screaming in like mexico it just is too much anyway right. shall we shall we hit the main stage Okay, so we're on the main stage. Now the uh, judges make an appearance. We've got to do a critique of their looks, as we always do. So we kind of have um, Stace. She's like real, like hardcore, you know, businesswoman. You know, yeah, like, she's like 90s, 90s kind of supermodel businesswoman is how I describe that look. Super into that. Yeah. We've got Brooklyn, who's very like um, Bette Midler and Hocus Pocus. Yes, mixed with like, it's like, Yes, Bette Midler and Hocus Pocus mixed with like a kind of Rococo kind of, you know, like a painting. I thought it was, I thought she looked, she looked stunning. Yeah, she was super she has, cool. She has like variety as well, doesn't she? Like it's never kind of, she didn't have like a particular 
thing. It's just always like, oh yeah, she looks great. <laughs> no, you're right. It's, it's not one note, that's for sure. Yeah. Um, and then Jeff is just an ASOS. So that's that. I am, um, I'm going to, much like we were saying, you know, when you're right, you're right with Jeff's, um, Jeff's eye makeup choices. I, again, I liked that yellow eye that he was doing. I was thinking actually, because me and him have got a very similar skin tone. I was like, I think I could pull off like a yellow eyeshadow. I think you got to be really careful with yellow because it can, you can actually just look ill. Do you know what I mean? Well, yes, I, look- would, I would need to be, I would need to be at my more, the more tanned end of my mixed race um, skin tone. Yes, you're correct. I couldn't do it after like a week of being inside at work. I would look very ill and sallow. Yes, yeah, exactly. Those are the issues I have being a mixed race person. I can look very, very ill or very, very healthy. <laughs> I'm, I'm super thrilled that this podcast does amplify um, people of color's voices, as we just heard from your... Um, it's one of my struggles, I'm going to say it, okay? Appreciate it. Thank you for sharing. Um, okay, then we had uh, a beautiful shot of the studio ceiling, and we had our guest judge, a Canadian Roseanne Barr. Yes, Mary Walsh. I did a little bit of research on Mary Walsh. Just Good, I, I like, didn't. I didn't. Great, tell us. I'm going to see who she is. She, so she, she has, she's, well, she's most well known for this show. It's called This Hour Has 22 Minutes. It's basically, I think it's a show from like, uh, it's from like 1993 until like 2013 it ran. So it ran for a really long time. And it's basically like a satirical news TV show where they would like, you know, it was kind of, um, they parody, it was like a parody of like nightly news. So, a bit like a, a you know Canadian early version of like guess like the Daily Show or something like that, but they were like full on doing a parody of it. And her whole thing on it was that she would like dress up in crazy outfits and go and like try and interview um, Canadian politicians, and she'd like kind of <laughs> she'd like almost like doorstep them. And apparently, one of them was um, it was a character called Marge Princess Warrior, which is a parody on uh, Xena Warrior Princess. She would apparently she'd like accost like the Canadian Prime Minister dressed as like a <laughs> like a barbarian woman called Marge. <laughs> I love that Marge. Yeah. Marge Princess Warrior. Yeah. Cool. Well, good for her. That's awesome. Yeah. I thought Actually, she would like... It made, it made sense. She did a critique later on where she said, sometimes I feel stupid when I'm like dressed, you know, holding a plastic sword and I'm accosting the Canadian Prime Minister. And I was like, what is she talking about? And then once I did my research, I was like, oh, okay. Got it. She was cool. Like, I loved her, her like insane outfit awesome hair she just was really cool i'm always a fan of like uh someone in the the public eye who's clearly been in the business a long time and is just so at ease with who they are yes you're 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 right and i think that that showed in the ranking of like all the the guest host judges so far she was right up at the top of like i was like okay i feel comfortable i feel i feel handled with care you know Mm mm-hmm plus yeah she she's she's got that she had that like spunky older older kind of gal thing going on which i was like yeah she looked awesome her outfit was so cool yeah super into her those big earrings as well okay we gotta remember though it's not about it's not about her is it fraz it is about night of a thousand celines so who's up first (laughs) boa doing celine in the met gala fringe what did you think of this um i thought it was like i thought it was fun i i mean I agree that like the f- actual fringe dress, there wasn't a huge amount to it. You know, you know what I mean. Um, so yeah, I, th- I thought it was fine. Yeah, I, I, I think they they kind of were like, oh, we can't see your shape and all this stuff. And I was like, well, it is a fringe dress, so like, I'm not sure how she would have got the shape in it. So I, I'm not. I didn't. I thought I thought it was like a good look. I didn't think she necessarily kind of should be criticized 
that hard for it but you know. i also i appreciated that it was more for her more of a glamour look and there weren't any gimmicks and that's what they wanted last week so that's yes. what she's giving them you're completely right it was like gimmicky enough but she was sticking to exactly she was sticking to the brief and she, yeah she looked glamorous next up was scarlet bobo oh yeah she was in that she was in the celine paris fashion week kind of that like satin kind of look i i thought this was i thought she looked nice actually it was nice to see her not doing like the punk rock kind of thing I think totally. it was a nice kind of glamour, glamour moment from her. I thought she had amazing movement. Like she yes. really inhabited Celine in, in the way that she did those kind of goofy, jerky, elegant movements. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, that really sums up Celine Dion. You just, you just nailed her there. That was good. Goofy, jerky <laughs> Celine movements. <laughs> then we had Kiara. Oh, yikes. So this was Celine album release realness. This yeah, Courage album release from 2019. It was like, it was fine. It just, it was, for me, it was just a, a look. That, I mean, the hair was really bad. Wig. Oh, that wig. That was rough. That was tough. I felt like even, I felt like even a, a drag, a non-drag, you know, performer and, and people not well-versed in drag could see that that wig was four strands at best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, then we had. Also, I just feel like with that, like that ponytail, we both just yeah. <laughs> okay, we've remembered it. Um, I also just think that look is just—it's just boring. You know what I mean? It's just a dress. It's like she yeah. shoved on a, a black shimmery dress. It, it would be different if, like, if that was a really, really famous outfit, but it's not yeah. famous. Yeah, I know what you mean. She dug into the archives and and pulled out a very strange choice, a very like safe choice. <laughs> And then anyway. I've just started. I've just started thinking about Rita Baga. So Rita Baga <laughs> came out in um, a Eurovision look from 1988. Again, Rita Baga's movements here. Like yeah. I was just. I thought it was so. She's just so funny. Yeah, she cracked me up in this bit. Who was it? One of the judges said she looked like she was working in a lab. <laughs> That was really good. And yeah, the tear away to that, to the, um, she basically did like, it was too early. It was Celine Eurovision. And then like Celine's like, was it like Celine's like first TV performance or something like that? It, it was, was her like tour. A, they were both like, basically they were both looks from 1988. Yeah. Really good. Like, oh, just so fun. She, got, she, had, her, she had her, like her movements down to a, like a scary T. So, so good. Okay. Who did we have next? We had Jimbo. Oh yeah, this was. I thought this was such a smart choice from Jimbo to do, to to, to a, a, an episode arc to do a old, you know, to do an older character, an older like very strong character, and then do like a to pick a Celine look, which isn't like an older Celine look. To pick like a sleek kind of very fashiony Celine look, I thought it was so smart. I think yeah. Jimbo still can't quite walk properly. Like there was, some, it was a little bit clumpy, dumpy, but like she looked stunning oh i mean the whole the whole panel kind of like and like braced yeah. themselves like when she came out and i i agree i also think for me this whole thing made me realize selena's had some amazing looks that yeah. i was just not aware of yeah well she's because she's i guess it's that thing of selena it's that there's classic selene from like 80s 90s but then the past like five years or so she's she really kind of hit the game yeah she hit the kind of um fashion week circuits with all her like crazy crazy looks that kind of you know, in all those photo shoots where she's just like running around Paris being a lunatic. There's that one where she's like on a ferry yeah, going down a, a river yes. and, and she's just like doing all these crazy things. But here's the thing. I think, for example, Jimbo here 
doing a look that we didn't know, but it's such a striking look in itself compared to Kiara, who did a look that we didn't know, but it's a boring yeah. look. Yeah. And actually, I think Brooke said it right when she was um, talking about that outfit later. She said that she didn't just take a take a Celine look and put it on. She she dragged it up like she'd she'd kind of sequined things that weren't sequined and bedazzled things that weren't bedazzled, but like in a really high tasteful way. Like she did. She she elevated a Celine look to a drag level, which was very smart, especially with her kind of Joan Rivers kind of combination was really clever. Who was next? Oh, yikes. This was uh, Lemon in the um, the, <laughs> the 1998 Oscars performance gown with the Titanic which, necklace. Which I have to say, I never realized that Celine wore the heart of the ocean when she performed at the Oscars. <laughs> Me neither. <laughs> Me neither. And uh, actually, shout out to, uh, to uh, Black Lace, my friend Caroline, one piece. <laughs> we went to Vegas for my 30th birthday and she went alone to see Celine perform. <laughs> Because none of us wanted to go with her, and then and then she said, "I remember afterwards she said, um, oh yeah, like they had all Celine's outfits there, you know, but before you walked in, they even had like um, her dress from Titanic, and we were all like, oh, yeah. Celine, Celine wasn't in Titanic. People calling my heart will go on Titanic is like it's something that drives me crazy. They're like, oh, but she's got to perform Titanic. I'm like, no, she's not going to perform the movie. Although I'd like to see Celine do a one woman show of Titanic." <laughs> Like we, the we, including the boat and the iceberg all, all of the characters imagine her playing absolutely every single character in that movie <laughs> she's got the range she could do she, it she, imagine that shot of when uh, they're spinning around like below deck imagine that being celine spinning celine around <laughs> oh the, the martini i don't know why that's always the one line i can remember kate winslet saying in that movie the least iconic line remember she has the big hat in the beginning it's not what, as big as the Martinia. <laughs> the only lines I remember in in that movie is like at the at the beginning, someone says something like, "Wow, that ship's so big, it's Titanic." Someone says that, <laughs> and then and then me and my my uni friends were really obsessed with the 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 guy at one point who says, "Smell icebergs, can ya?" And it's like, "Well, no, 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 no one can. That's why they hit it." <laughs> Why do we remember such stupid moments for that film? I, for some reason, the, the other thing that blazed in my mind is that Irish woman telling her kids that bedtime story before they were about to die. Why oh, do I, I hate that, that bit. I hate that bit. Wait, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> How many times did you see Titanic in the in the, the theatre? Um, I think I saw it twice. Me too. And, um, and actually, this is completely not interesting, but oh, maybe I shouldn't tell the story. It's too long-winded. Maybe I'm just going to tell you this really quickly now. Me and Charlie realized that we were both in the same screening of Titanic, even though we didn't know each other, because someone had a laser pen and they were circling Kate Winslet's tip during the movie. <laughs> laser pens. Wow. Oh Do you remember that they had a they had an interval in Titanic? I remember going to the cinema in Great Yarmouth and we we had an interval. It stopped in the middle and you went and got ice cream. Well, it was that movie was three and a half hours long, yeah. and for a while, my friends and I we would like measure time in like how many Titanics you could watch. <laughs> God, the disrespect of going to get ice cream in the middle of the movie Titanic. I've just thought about that. That's not good. Anyway, Lemon's look. Let's talk about it. I mean, I thought that she did She did a good job of, like, accuracy. But I, I agree that she didn't quite... She just didn't pad herself and didn't kind of do the, the body of it in a way that was... It, it was just strange. It, it was all just very much her own body, wasn't it? It was kind of an odd, an odd look. Yeah, it was, just, it was just very meh. But, you know, if she padded herself... And it was doing a drag queen version of wearing the outfit. It would have been like, it would have it would have been a bit better, you know. Do you know what? She could have worn that outfit if she had something like 
a prop boat that like at the front of it like i yeah maybe i'm too maybe i'm too silly but i would have like if i would have i would have gone like i would have gone like stupid titanic look for that do you know what i mean well, you are silly so silly you know what i mean like i feel i just feel like go wear that outfit but then have some sort of like prop reveal with like a boat and an iceberg and then like yeah. end up end up soaked in water like, like come at on least, at least just rip the rip the heart of the ocean off and throw it at the judges mm-hmm. drop it into the the ocean like the old lady at the silly. End. we're silly aren't we we're so silly <laughs> <laughs> you laugh. Calling yourself silly. Okay, Alona. Alona's up next in a, the Elsa Schlappelepelepli uh, 2017 look. I, I, I thought I thought what Alona did here was flip through the looks and find the most Alona look that Celine did, and I think it was not necessarily the. It wasn't necessarily the most like kind of faithful Celine look. She kind of just did like, oh, this is the one that I would wear, and I was like, oh, okay, fine. Yeah, it kind of it slightly pissed me off. Yeah, it, like I did. But, it, like you don't look at that and think Celine, whereas some yeah. of the others you either look at and think Celine or they're moving like Celine. So yeah. I'm like, nah. She just, she just was like, oh, this is something I would wear anyway, so I'm just going to pick it. Although it made me laugh that she was like, I'm showing the judges I can walk in heels, and then she just was <laughs> clomping in those pink boots and just saying, I need to get off this stage because my feet are fucking killing me. That made me laugh. <laughs> I did like those pink boots. Yeah, boots, boots. Love those pink boots. And then finally, oh, Priyanka. I loved, I loved Priyanka's, I, I, I loved the wedding dress look was stunning. I thought she looked really like beautiful and like oh. actually like very like faithfully recreated as well. Like it was, the attention to detail was really good. And then such a fun reveal. And I loved her, like, again, talking about like physicality and like performance on the main stage, her like physicality as Celine, like winning, was it winning an icon award? Is that what it was? I can't remember winning some yeah. sort of award, but yeah, she for icon award winning moment. And yeah, she had the blonde hair. I, I just like, she had like the trophy. It was just like, thank you. Thank you. It was great. It was so cool. Like super fun. And also always great to do a reveal where like the two outfits are just so different and contrast and looks. Yeah. You know what I mean? It was the 20, it was the 2014 billboard music awards. Oh, oh wait, 2014. Hang on. 2016. Oh, what? of course. I got confused. I, it's the wedding dress from 1994. I don't know why. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So safe queens, uh, Bobo and Alona. Fair enough. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then could just, should just quickly run through the, the judges critiques. So Bobo kind of was, you know, criticized for her performance and her look, really. She was kind of, as, as we said, she just kind of, she didn't commit herself and like push herself hard enough. And then they said she didn't have any shape. I'm like okay, I hear yeah. that. Like she was, she was very middling in both those things. Yeah. Okay, so Kiara was up next. She was critiqued for her performance as Mariah Fair. Um, she was praised for her look, except the wig. I don't think they should praise that look personally, but it wasn't bad. It just wasn't good. Yeah, and I think the wig, like the wig, oh. dragged the whole outfit down to the point where I don't think you could say the outfit was good because those those three limp strands of hair were just oof, yikes. Yeah. So. Um, our, our girl Rita Bagger, she just got praise across the board. Basically, they were like, "Yeah, you looked terrible." <laughs> you know, you're an old, unglamorous woman, which is again such a such a smart choice. And then just both of those runway looks, and I love that she even like they were like, "Oh, we don't really understand why you're walking like that." And she's like, "That's how she does it." You know, she didn't she didn't like say it wasn't she didn't come back in a nasty way. She was just like, "Oh, that's how Celine da- dances," and then she did it, and everyone was like, "Yep, yeah, sold, done, Oscar." 
2016 Billboard Award. <laughs> so then okay, who was next? Next up, we had Jimbo. So Jimbo was praised for our performance with Joan Rivers. Um, and also, basically, it was praise, praise, praise all around. And Stace did say, big up yourself, Jimbo. I love that moment. She's like, big up yourself. And then, <laughs> like, Brooke was like, oh, yes, God. big yourself such a good it was it was perfect and then he, <laughs> mary was like what jeff just is he literally just it's a black thing don't worry about it <laughs> that was that was actually lovely use of the whole panel wasn't yeah, it that was like, so everyone had like a line to like a role to play and a line to yeah. say like that a lot very into stasis like 90s 90s caribbean like big up yourself booyakasha kind of references <laughs> really funny <laughs> well i feel like i wonder if that was when she was at her like she was like really at yeah. her peak like yeah. you know well, i don't know we don't know she's i mean re- as far as we're concerned and, yeah reached her peak and stayed there as, as far as both of us are concerned I mean, well she's peaking now for us <laughs> Who's next? Uh, Lemon. So yeah, she got great, great critique as um, Jojo Siwa. Like you were saying, she, it was one of those characters that you don't have to know who she is to to, to find it funny. And it, it was, yeah, I thought she was perfection. And then obviously, yeah, she got kind of dragged down from maybe the top just for the outfit for the uh, the Titanic song outfit. <laughs> <laughs> the, song, this, the, the outfit from the song Titanic movie. <laughs> got it. It's not as big as the Martinia. <laughs> <laughs> smell ice can you <laughs> oh my god we should do we should do a musical version of titanic does that already exist it, yeah there was a there was like a west end show wasn't there what 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 is that i feel like what, there was, was just a, like, like a Broadway show oh my god like, lo- loads of like dry ice just pouring around the place and like giant like ice set and everything oh that's i'd love that I feel like there was. I'm going to just look it up because I feel like I'm going insane. I also, I know we've talked about the Titanic a lot. I must tell you about the time I went to the Titanic experience in Belfast um, when I was getting my visa renewed at um, the Belfast Embassy. Um, (laughs) That museum is real bad, I will say. And it also, it's all based around the fact that Belfast is proud for building the Titanic. It's like, you do know it sunk and everyone kind of died. They just, they just push past that bit. <laughs> They're like the movie. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just, um, hold, let's just pause for a second while I watch Titanic, the musical trailer. Oh, let go lines, let go bow lines, let go off springs, tower off, Mr. Pitman. She Yeah. This actually looks pretty fun. <laughs> okay, you I need just, to stop. I know, I know, I know. I just want to try and find the moment if they show the actual boat sinking and how they're doing it. I have to say, the set looks very good. This is great. Oh my god, this looks, this looks so lavish. Oh god. Okay, I'm done. Sorry, that was a complete. Also, diversion. one final, one final Titanic reference. Do you remember for a while in London they did that thing where you could go and you could all you all sat in boats and you watched Titanic together? Do you remember that? I, no, I do not remember that. It's so fucking weird. And one and one of the boats is chosen to sink, and if you're in that boat, you die. <laughs> anyway, moving on. So they um they we just finished up with Priyanka. They they loved her. Obviously loved her her runway look and thought that her miss cleo was tough for sure 
Yeah, and it was interesting Mary's advice that she basically just said, repeat, like, if someone says a funny line, you just repeat it. Yeah, completely. I was like, oh, okay. She should, yeah, it was, that was really good advice. And then, uh, so the girls are uh, sent backstage, and Scarlett and Alona are simply now just sleeping backstage under... 5,000 blankets. But do you know what? I was watching this thinking, fair, I would be exhausted. Like, basically, you're exhausted. You're safe. Have a nap. Yeah, it's like, it's like whatever. Like, they're not going to want to cut to us anyway. So why don't we just both have a nap? They were literally under, like, five different fleecy blankets, just sleeping. <laughs> uh, so um, I don't think there was a huge, there wasn't a huge amount of workroom backstage kind of drama in this little bit, really. So I think we should just go straight to back to the main stage. Do you Let's think? Go back to the main stage. Let's have those those drinks that they had backstage and we'll go back to the main stage. So Jimbo is named the winner of the challenge and wins a seven day Caribbean cruise. (laughs) Wait, wait, (laughs) a seven day Caribbean cruise with Pitbull. That's what I heard. Courtesy of Pitbull events. (laughs) Do you think they chose a cruise because of the Celine Dion theme? Oh my God. A hundred percent. But they're just like, no, we can choose that, but let's not connect it because you know, it's a bit disrespectful. Also, the idea, the idea in July 2020 of winning um, a cruise <laughs> is fantastic. I know, poor Jimbo, like stuck on a stuck on a Caribbean cruise liner with Pitbull performing as it sinks into the ocean. <laughs> Everyone coughing and wheezing through that AC. Got it. Okay, nice. oh. hey, who's safe? Okay, safe is Rita Baga, who came in kind of like second place. Fair. I mean, for me, Rita was really the winner in this episode, but I actually, no, that's not fair. Jimbo was the winner. I just like Jimbo less than Rita. So Rita's yeah. the winner in my heart. That's, that's um, also, fair enough. Yeah. Also safe, we had Lemon and we had Boa, yeah. which was a yeah. little bit of a surprise to Boa. Um, you know, she was pretty shocked when that happened, wasn't she? Yeah, she thought she was bottom two, but I guess... Uh, I was I was a little bit surprised because I felt like Priyanka's uh, runway might have saved her, but also I feel like story wise it was, you know, it wasn't a bad choice to have Priyanka in the bottom. Well, I think also, yeah, no story. You're right, story wise, Priyanka's look. Well, let's be honest, gals. Priyanka's gonna be in top three. She's yeah. gonna get there. So it's good to have a moment where she stumbles and. She has to get back up because that's how stumbling works, listeners. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, it have... was down to the two of them. Yeah, Kiara and Priyanka. And what were they lip syncing to, Ben? They were lip syncing to, I drove all night to get to you. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> what a great Celine song. This is a really good, uh, a good choice. Super fun song. <laughs> like, that's a, re- that's a real, like, defiant like songs it's good for a lip sync this was such a good lip sync as well i feel like they both did priyanka and kiara did such a good job with this lip sync it was it was very like high draggy moment i felt it was also funny that they kind of complimented each other in their looks yeah they both had those blonde wigs and they're wearing like shimmery outfits and they're both like tall and slender do you know what i mean Yeah. yeah and they had a similar they actually have kind of similar performance styles but like just different enough to be complimentary. Like I felt like Kiara was doing kind of more of like the dancerly thing. And Priyanka was doing a bit more of like a Celine embodiment. I felt like, yeah, I think that's a very good point. Do you know what it reminded me of? What? A little, a little music video by a little uh, songstress called Victoria Beckham. <laughs> not such, not such, not an, such innocent an innocent girl. girl. Now, all non-UK listeners, 
which is pretty much everyone at this point, just go into YouTube and give a little Google of Not Such an Innocent Girl, which is a very high concept, high budget, early 2000s Victoria Beckham solo single, where she basically at the beginning splits in two to become like good Victoria and bad Victoria. Um, yep. And it's, it just reminded me of this. Yeah. And, and don't, don't you know, miss those iconic lyrics. I'm not made of China. I'm not made of glass. And uh, don't wrap me up in cotton wool. All words featured in the song, Not Such an Innocent Girl. Oh my God, I'm going to listen to that when we're done. <laughs> so this, uh, this lip sync went on and it was, yeah, it was fantastic. Like the yeah. judges were going crazy and I, I feel like they, they should have been going crazy because I hate it when they're watch, I hate it when you're watching a lip sync in this and the judges are like overacting. I'm like, no, calm yeah. down. Whereas here, no, totally it was, warranted. Like at one point, Stace and Brooke were like holding hands with like, with glee, weren't they? They were like <laughs> clutching each other, like, oh my God. And I loved, I loved when it ended and you just heard like, you heard the judges, you saw like Stace gave them like a standing ovation, but like, she, she almost was like, she like punched the air with like victory. And then like all of the girls behind were like, yes, it just was, I don't know. It felt like a real, um, it, it had like a real lift to it. It was like, it was like, fuck yeah, these girls can lip sync. This was, it was, it was awesome. Yeah, I think so also for good. them as well, it must be like, you do lip sync like that, and then it's like, do you know what? Who cares what happens? Because they yeah. both absolutely gave it their all. But let's be honest, we knew exactly what was going to happen. Yeah, Priyanka was told to Shantae you stay, and Kiara was told to sashay away. But I just, I don't know, I, I don't know if you feel this way, but I felt like the um, all of the lip syncs on All Stars were re- pretty like lackluster for the All Stars season. Like they just, they never quite like blew it out of the park because everyone was everyone had their very like you know calculated reveals and very kind of i don't know it just whereas this felt very like raw and you know like kiara's stringy wig was flying around i don't it just felt like drag you know just like oh yeah like fucking just yeah <laughs> that's that's drag for you drag for your kids yeah it's fucking liza <laughs> liza what do you mean oh <laughs> uh... Oh, mama. That was that. That was Snatch Game. I mean, what? That was Snatch Game, Celine. It was a lot. I mean, great episode. Yeah. So um, that is going to do it for this week's episode of Canada's Drag Race Recap. Um, The episode was produced by Brie Weiss. And be sure to join us next week and every week as we continue to discuss, dissect, and deconstruct every brand new episode of Canada's Drag Race Season 1. That's it. I've been Ben. Fraser, and you can find our podcast, Your Welcome America, on all podcast platforms. <laughs> and make sure uh, you type in the letters U and R, welcome. That's how we spell it. And where can they find us on anything else? Social media? What we're is on Instagram, we're on Apple Podcasts. As I like to say, we're on all the pod shops. So just Google those pod shops and Google, give us a listen, and we'll tell you all about British and American pop culture, and we'll just stumble around that. But until next week, I've been Ben, he's been Fraz, you're welcome. 